0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. On today's show, Noel Sosa, the Hurricane Fernando Rivas. What's up,
1: Fernando? What's going on, man? Another big week of fights and a lot of breaking news. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, And we have a lot to talk about, man.
0: We really do, man. We're going to jump right into it. uh, Just to give you a quick uh, idea of what's on today's show. Obviously, you know, recently announced uh, since our last episode, uh, Canelo versus has been announced that's happening we've got some big fights on the calendar to look forward to errol spence terence crawford just a few weeks away also uh, uh fulton versus in coming up we also got a recap jaron boots Ennis, his big performance also speaking of big uh the heavyweights uh were in action a couple of weeks ago jared anderson we got to talk about him we got to talk about virgil ortiz and a few other big announcements that have just been announced talking about what's aj doing next what's tyson fury doing next And a whole lot more. Fernando, we got a lot to get to, man. We sure do, man. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. And real quick, uh, I know we were out a couple of weeks, kind of ran into some technical issues. Those things happen. So thank you so much for your patience. And of course, once again, joining our conversation as we talk about the sweet science. Uh, Fernando, where do we start here, man? I think we probably want to jump into, uh, because again, since our last episode, uh, we were off a couple of weeks, man. A lot has happened. We got to talk about who I believe is still the face of boxing, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, he's got a date September 30th over in Las Vegas against not Jamal, but Jermel Charlo. What are your thoughts on this one, man? You know,
1: uh, this is going to be a big fight. Uh, I-, I can already hear the critics talking. I can <laughs> you know already hear them going going at at, the, at Canelo saying this is the wrong Charlo. But you know what? You know, for, for years they've been calling for him to fight either one of those charlos that's right now you know the other one is too small now the other one's too inactive (laughs) you know unless there's a charlo triplet out there you
0: know I think that this is the right fight to make I think it is I I think it is man this is a great fight uh I'm excited for it you know after Canelo's last performance against John Ryder even though Fernando it was a dominating performance where he battered Knocked down and won about just about every round against John Ryder. Some people said, "You know what? That wasn't enough." I think Canelo is slipping. Boy, I think we're gonna find out if he is or isn't with this fight.
1: Yeah, this fight for sure will reveal that. Um, and you know, you just you know, like you just said, you know, Canelo still won almost every round with Ryder. <laughs> yeah, man. And but you know, even I was one of the ones that said, "Hey, maybe he's lost a step because this a guy that usually he could have got out of there." You know, he was kind of similar in size to. Um, Rocky Fielding a little bit, right? And so, right. and he got him out of there real quick. So this fight will 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 tell you how much uh, how much of a step he still has. It could just be that you know he's thirty three years old, but he's been pro since he's he was fifteen years old. Yeah. So that's still a lot of wear and tear. Even if you don't take a lot of punishment in fights, all of that accumulates over time. Absolutely. And so I think that question will be answered. Jamel Chalder is the right guy to ask the question because he's an explosive personality. He's got a good punch. And he's naturally a big guy, too. People forget that.
0: That's right, man. I, you know, walking around, I think these guys are probably right about the same size. Even though Canelo, what, a little shorter? A little shorter. A little shorter. But I mean, just size wise, mass wise, they are probably walk around around the same. Um, you know, Jamel is fighting under his natural walking weight. And I think Canelo's maybe fighting above his natural, you know, for his physical stature. Yeah weight class. Uh, So it's going to be a fun fight. You know, you said something Canelo 33 years old, but is he an old 33? Like you said, long career. I mean, just look at his record. Uh, That's how long he's been fighting. And then some, and, but you know, I always, always, when it comes to fighters, I always try to tell people and explain to people, it's not, you know, it's like your car. It's not the year of the model. It's the, the mileage, yeah. you know, how much mileage does Canelo have? Cause again, it's not just what happens in the ring. It's what happens in all those hours of training camps, the sparring sessions, the road work, the weight, you know, the strength and conditioning. These are the things that people don't necessarily see yeah. it- and to his
1: credit, I mean, he he has not taken the kind of punishment a lot of fighters from Mexico take, right? especially when they turn pro that young. You know, guys like, you know, Chavez and Barrera at some point were considered old when they were like 30. Right. And so, you know, it, it's a lot of credit to Canelo. that After he lost to Floyd Mayweather, he was able to tweak his style a little bit, mm-hmm. focus a little bit on defense and a lot of movement and angles. And, you know, he's good at faking out his opponents. So he's been able to evolve his style as the years have gone on. But, you know, there's still, you know, once you turn 33, you know, your reflexes ain't as fast as they were
0: when you were in your 20s, so... So, again, that's that's the interesting part. That's right, man. That's right. And, and let me tell you what, it only goes one way, Fernando. We don't get no younger, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's only going to continue to go one way. But, yeah, man, big event uh, coming up September 30th in Las Vegas. Canelo taking on Jamel Charlo. I'm very excited for this fight. I love that they made it. I know a lot of people were expecting the Jamal Charlo fight. Uh, but, but hes I guess he's got some issues,
1: right? Yeah, they've been saying he's got some personal issues. But I still think that uh, – with this new deal that Canelo signed, he's probably gonna get him at some point down the line. I I don't know how many fights it was. I think it was like three or four fight deal. Uh-huh. So I, I'm guessing he's gonna get Jamel at some point as well. And there's a
0: couple of names there. I mean, I think that's a perfect tee up. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, if he fights one brother, hey, bring on the other. Yeah. You know? Um, obviously, if he's able to get, you know, we don't ever want to take things for granted here. Um, and that's what I was just gonna ask you because uh, we got a lot to cover on today's program. But just knee jerk reaction, initial thought. On this fight, obviously, as the fight comes closer, we're going to deep dive into it and give official predictions and whatnot. But where do you stand as this thing is now official, officially announced? My uh,
1: knee-jerk reaction: I think uh, Canelo will still still has enough in the tank to eke out a, a close unanimous decision. I think mm-hmm. the fight will be closer than most people think. Yeah, I think people will look at the size the t- the supposed size disadvantage right now and think, right. oh, he's, it's going to be easy, but it won't. I think it, I think Jamel's going to do something early in the mm-hmm. fight. I think he's going to test him early, and I think Canelo's going to have to dig deep late in the fight.
0: And listen, th- how unique is this? We got two
1: undisputed champions getting ready to fight? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's ever been done in history. That's interesting. You know,
0: we, I have to do my research on that one, yeah, uh, yeah, but
1: uh I don't think it's been done ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, different weight classes, uh, they're yeah. both undisputed in their respective weight classes, but I mean, these guys are getting ready to fight each other. That's kind of a big deal, if you ask me. That's yeah, a, it's a, it's a big fight. It's still a super fight. You know,
1: uh, Regardless of the weight difference, you know, it's still a super fight.
0: Yeah, man, I think it is. Like I said, very excited to add that to what has been an amazing 2023 calendar for boxing fans. I mean, it just keeps getting better, Fernando. Yeah, I mean, it's been a signature
1: year, and I've said this numerous times, it's... It's very reminiscent of the 90s for me, like back when Don King used to do the Super Cards. That's
0: yes, right.
1: You know, back in the day Boy. when you're like,
0: hey, man, can we talk about that for a quick second? Yeah, yeah. When are they going to start... St- listen, I don't want to get too greedy, because, yeah. listen, we are getting some incredible fights this year. I mean, it seems like... Just every day I'm waking up, and it's like, oh, we're finally getting that fight. We're finally getting that fight. It's an, It's been it's been a magical year for boxing. But, yeah, man, that's one thing that we don't really see. And, again, I don't want to ask for too much. I'm just glad we're getting the main events. But back in the day, they used to stack those pay-per-view cards, man. Oh, for sure. I mean, we'd have typically like a Julio Cesar Chavez
1: main event. Yeah. Terry Norris on the undercard. Julian yeah. Jackson, Asuma yeah.
0: Nelson. Michael Nunn
1: would be on those shows. I mean, it was – You'd get like four to five world championship fights.
0: All in one night. All in one night. You know, we, I mean, that's that's very rare these days to see that. You just don't see it anymore. But you know what? Like I said, I'll take what we can get. What a year that we have had. And of course, I just want to highlight this real quick too, man. We're still looking forward. Uh, just a couple of weeks away from Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford. We're going to do a very special show for that. I'm lining something up for us. So you'll get some special content coming as we approach one of the biggest fights uh, in quite some time, Fernando.
1: Yeah, no, this is the uh, I would say the the Leonard and
0: Hearns of its era. It's yes. a big fight,
1: you know. Uh, it's for uh, welterweight supremacy. You know, all the belts are on the line. I, I can't I can't think of another fight in recent years. Yeah, maybe Trinidad de la Hoya. That was another big one. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is as big as it gets for the 147 division. I mean, this is big time. This is big time, man. Errol Spence versus Terence Crawford, uh, just a few weeks away. We will be deep diving into that, and again, some special content on the way. And also, man, Fulton versus Inoue. I know that's something you've really been excited for, and I think every true boxing fan has got that marked on their calendar as well. Yes, sir. I mean, Naoya Inoue, the monster from Japan. I've had I have
1: him as my number one pound for pound. You know, for. For obvious reasons you know at I, least for a few more weeks right for a few more weeks you know <laughs> I, I did like I said I penalized uh Crawford and spence uh and I, I elevated Noia anyway but he is a very good fighter if you watch the way he throws his combinations everything's got some pop in it he can put you he can put you out with either punch uh he's just a, a fantastic boxer I mean I wish American fight uh, fans would would watch
0: this guy a little bit more because he he's he's the goods Sure, kind of remind me of uh, what was my man's name? Uh, Edwin Valero. You oh remember, yeah. you remember him? He's he's Edwin Valero, but with uh, with technique, technique, with, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a little bit more polished. Yes, a little bit more polished for
1: sure. I mean, he gets people out of there, and he does it in devastating fashion. So he's he's uh he's legit. Uh, but he's fighting a tough Stephen Fulton, who's very defensive, uh, a big mover. He likes to move around. He like, makes you miss, frustrates you, can take right. you to school. Right. So this is going to be a huge test for in a way and of course for Fulton I mean it's a big fight for the 122 division absolutely sure.
0: absolutely very much looking forward to that again that's all on the calendar let's uh move into some uh fights that have recently happened uh, most recently this past weekend uh Jerron Boots Ennis who's been in talks along with the likes of the Crawfords and the Spences they say this guy's kind of right behind those guys Jerron Boots Ennis very impressive performance maybe the best performance he's had uh 31 and 0 uh 28 knockouts he defeats uh Royman Via who I'm a big fan of by the way i, I think via man he's just a, a hard fighting scrapping slugging kind of guy uh didn't have enough didn't have the game plan that he needed for Jaron Bootsennis, but still made a good of account for himself i thought that was a fun fight man what did you think jaron bootsenis uh, gets to the 10th round knockout
1: yeah, I think uh Ennis did what he was supposed to do. He uh put on a master class. For me that was a master class. Sure. You know, the way he would uh set up his punches, the way he would change the levels on him. You know, there was times he when he was when he was really in this rhythm he'd go shoot it straight to the to the body, then he'd come up with a hook. He just looked you know, he looked he looked very sharp. He he seems to be the uh, heir apparent at one forty seven. Sure. And uh, you know, it's gonna be fun to see what happens once the uh, Crawford Spence fight is done and see if any of them want uh smoke with Ennis because that's gonna be a big fight. I think those guys are
0: going to move up. Uh, and like you said, I think uh, the heir apparent, right, is, is, is Boots Ennis Boot for, one, for, for the 147-pound weight class. But, you know, Roymon Villa, uh, I think, and this is just my opinion, obviously, I think if he had had a better game plan going into this fight, he might have been able to at least ask some more questions, some better questions uh, for Jerron Boots Ennis. Uh, man, where was the body punching uh, for Mon's style, for Villa's style, you would just imagine that he would have started off early investing to the body, and we just never saw it from him. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at his record, he's got 24 knockouts
1: out of 26 wins. Right. So he probably felt like he can rely on his punch, and, you know, that would get him out of there, that would build him out. But, you know, with someone like Ennis, you have to have a strategy. You have you to have some to. kind of game plan. There's if, levels to this. Yeah, if plan A don't work, you got to go to B and C and D. You got to figure out what's going to get you to, you know, if you're if What's going to get you to the distance at least if you're not winning the fight. You got to mm-hmm. figure out something to, to mitigate the damage, and uh, you know body attack would have been perfect, would have been a good strategy for someone like Ennis who who moves a lot. Right. You know you work to the body early, you, you wear them out, and then you start you know landing some of your big shots. But it just seems like like to me like maybe his mentality was like he would get him out of there
0: that his po- his power would bail him out. You know, anytime—I mean, right—the the, the the history of boxing is littered with guys who thought that ah, I'll catch him, and 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 just it most of the time doesn't work out that way, man. But again, listen—he never quit he fought to the very end but Geron Boots Ennis puts on an amazing performance you know some would even say that maybe Roy Monvilla was tailor made for him to show off what he had in the bag those types of things that separated the two fighters but either way uh, you know you got to get in there you got to execute boots ennis does his thing uh like you said uh, we'll have to see how you know what happens when the when the dust settles and the smoke clears with with Crawford and Spence uh is Ennis on their radar Are they trying to get out of the Weight class. We will have to wait and see. But tenth round KO for Jeron Boots, and us very much look forward to seeing him again uh, in the ring. Also, a couple weeks ago, uh, we tried getting this in the other day, but uh, we're going to have to recap real quickly. The heavyweight division: uh, Jared Anderson, the real big baby, uh, gets a unanimous decision win versus uh, Charles uh, Prince Charles Martin. And, and let me tell you what this wasn't what some people expected. I and one of those people? I thought maybe a little bit more dominating performance, maybe a, a stoppage at some point. But no, man, it goes the distance. And uh, Jared Anderson gets a, all he can handle from Charles Martin. Boy, again, there was a couple minutes. It was it was it was a little scary for Jared Anderson in there. Yeah, you know what it was. Um, I was I was with you on that one. I thought that
1: he was going to stop Charles Martin. Uh, but you know, all things considered, you know, this was a former world champion. You know, twenty six KOs and twenty nine wins. I think this was exactly what Jared Anderson needed early in his career. Boy, to face some adversity, to figure out how to get through it, to see maybe what adjustments need to be made down the road when you fight someone that's a little bit more elite. Um, I think this was exactly what the doctor ordered for him. You know, it's it's better to go through it now in your career, early in your
0: career, than later on. Later on in a championship fight when you've never faced adversity. And and, and I think a lot of the greats have had these moments in their career. Uh, I I think of Canelo Alvarez when he fought uh, Miguel Cotto's brother. Uh, And and, and, I mean, dude, we're talking about Canelo Alvarez here, who, again, is today widely considered face of boxing. And you see the run he's had. Uh, I, I mean, he's one of the greats now. You know, but there was a moment early in his career when he fought Cotto, uh, not Miguel, but his brother. Uh, he was on queer street. This dude was wobbly, man. Yeah. He got hurt real bad, but he recovered. And boy, look what he learned from that.
1: Yeah, and even Cotto himself wasn't in a in a situation like that with Torres, mm-hmm. where he went yeah. life and death. Boy, That's that was how, an amazing fight, great fight. Yeah, yeah he went yeah. life and death. He he tasted the canvas and. And he said so after the fight, you know, that he needed to experience every facet of being a fighter. And he, and he said he finally got to experience that. And I think that helped him for the for the big fights uh, later on in his career. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with facing adversity early, as long as you figure out a way to get through it. Right. And, you know, it doesn't catch you by surprise, and especially
0: it doesn't catch you by surprise later on in the in the big-time fights. Right. I mean, any time a fighter faces adversity, right, we refer to it as they're being asked questions. Well, Jared Anderson answered those questions. Back valiantly, put on a great performance, uh, and again, not without some shaky moments. Even right there at the very Towards end of the, the end, last yeah. round, man, Charles Martin. Uh, who knows if we had another thirty seconds, what would have happened? Yeah, man, would have been you interesting know. for sure. But. Yeah, but but nevertheless, and let's let's remember this: Charles Martin was a last minute replacement. This is not your typical last-minute replacement. We're talking about a former world champion, former heavyweight champion of the world, Charles Martin. So like you said, man, what a test for Jared Anderson. And for him to not bat an eye, to take Charles Martin as that last-minute replacement and go out there and fight as confidently as he did, I think there's a lot to take away from that. Both, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say negative. I think it's all positive as long as he, like you said, learns from that experience. Yeah, and,
1: and this is a you know, good moment to look at the video and say, okay, okay, what do I need to work on? Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. You know, he was pulling back a little bit, you know. Well, I, think, I think
0: I think Bradley was calling that yeah, out too. Yeah, yeah, he was
1: calling it out. And so that's a good – now it's a good time to fo- work on that. You'd obviously, like I said before, you don't want to change the fighter, but you just want to make some tweaks to the, to a certain aspect, whether it be the defense, uh, combinations, or a certain punch, or the way you throw it. Mm-hmm. Make some tweaks to it. And this is a perfect time to tweak a little bit on his defense. Um, and yeah, like I said, Charles Martin, you know, he gave all, Luis Ortiz all he can handle as well. That's right. So I mean, he's a tough, he's a tough guy. And mm-hmm. so th- this was a good, a good fight for him. I think uh, you know he'll look back on it as a fight that really tested him and a fight that uh, kind of showed that he he's a he's a tough guy.
0: Listen, man, first fight they had knocked out his opponent. I mean, there's that, right? Yeah. Uh, improving a 15-0 and 0 with 14 knockouts. So I think, you know, it was good to get in the work, good to go the distance, good to be asked those questions and be able to answer them the way he did. The real big baby, Jared Anderson, I think today actually announced uh, another fight. I think that's unofficial, but he made a post on his Instagram today. Uh, Andre Rudenko, I guess, is 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 his next opponent. August twenty sixth. Again, that's a post on Instagram made by Jared Anderson. I'm not saying that's official, but yeah. uh, apparently the big baby it is. Yeah, no,
1: I'll do I'll do my homework on that guy. You know, figure out who he is.
0: But I would rather see a battle of the big babies. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody take Jarrell Miller and take him outside. Like, let's do that. Yeah, the let's battle do of that. The big babies, let's man. find like out. Like let's find out. Loser has to, to to suck a bottle. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean?
1: <laughs> Loser has to give up the nickname. That's right. Yeah, or something like that. I would love that. I would love that. But but would you, love and, that. And, you, and it would be a good fight because it'd give him some rounds. I, I'd like to see Jared Anderson get some more rounds. I'd said before that, you know, he was ready for a title shot now, but right. yeah, I'm gonna pull you know, pump the brakes on that <laughs> just a little bit because you know, I'm gonna pump the brakes on that just a little bit and <laughs> let me see him with another former contender or, you know, middle of the pack contender mm-hmm. in a ten round fight and let's see him get some more rounds and yes, you know, and then Dennis gave him the title shot. I support the big baby fight, though.
0: That'd be a good fight. Let's do that. Let's I love do the that. Big babies, Let Jerome Miller get. Uh, now, will Jarrell Miller pass a drug test? I don't know. Yeah, we'll have, we'll, to wait. we'll have to wait and <laughs> <to> see. <laughs> so we'll see about that. But I support that. I'll, I'll, let's make that fight happen. Uh, real quick, speaking of making fights happen, a fight uh, that did not happen this past weekend. Virgil Ortiz uh, was scheduled, uh, to fight San I mean, the, uh, well, this was like the third attempt at making this fight happen. And for the third time, it did not happen. Virgil Ortiz pulls out. What do you know about what happened to Virgil Ortiz? Um, well, I heard that he fainted, right. right? And, uh, he's had, uh, battles with, uh, rhabdomyolysis
1: before, mm. and, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know exactly what yeah, all that is. Right. I hear that it affects the kidneys. Um, but uh, that's scary stuff.
0: It, it is. It's and, concerning.
1: Uh, this is not the third time that a health issue postpones a fight. So he might need to take a, a good break for a while until they figure out what's going on there. You just hate to see that for such
0: a young fighter for sure, who, for sure. who's had such a, a, a an upward trajectory and a lot of projected success. Uh, for him to be going through that, man, it's just its a little devastating. Yeah, and Oscar De La Hoya did say that uh, they're moving him up to 154 after this. Okay.
1: So it could have been he just struggles to make 147. Sure. Um, whatever that may be, they need to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, let's get him back in the ring when he's healthy. Yeah. Let's not rush it. You know, if he's got to be out a year, so be it. Right. But come back later. Take care he's of yourself. Still, he's still young. And, you know, you don't need to risk something serious happening to you in the ring because you're rushing, you know, to come back. You know, I
0: know uh, especially, uh, you know, uh, you know, if if you listen to this podcast, you're probably a boxing fan. But a lot of people don't really truly understand how really I I don't know if rigorous is even the right word, but how detrimental to your health some of the things that guys have to do just to make weight. I mean, it's it's. Taxing, Fernando. You're a you're, you're a boxer and a trainer yourself. Uh, you know about this process. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would
1: describe it the closest thing to hell, to experiencing hell while you're alive. Mm. You know, it is uh, like I said, rigorous. Um, I once had to lose about sixteen pounds in three days for a fight, Woo! and and that's and that's light. That's light work compared to some of the cuts that we've seen. Right. You know, and you feel like you're you're just you feel like you're dying. Like, it's, it's suffering. It's, it's you a, look a, like you're dying. It's a, well, le- yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. level of suffering for sure. You're dehydrating yourself to make the weight. You know, you're not drinking any water. You're not doing mm-hmm. anything. You know, you're sweating. It's just, it's it's miserable. And so for somebody that, you know, I've, I've seen fighters do about 20 pounds mm-hmm. in a week. Boy. You know, I've seen fighters do, you know, 10 pounds the day <laughs> the day, yeah, the day before, day. you know. Yeah. It's insane. You know, some people, you know, I don't know if you've seen the video of... Uh, the MMA fighter Chris Cyborg, where she's in tears, trying to you know she just she's suffering, man. She's trying to make weight. Right. It is one of the most excruciating, punishing uh, things that uh, an athlete can experience. Mm-hmm. Is what I would is what I would say. And you know I've seen it firsthand. I've experienced it myself. And so you know I I wonder what what factors are uh, are playing into Virgil Ortiz mm-hmm. his fights for right. this because. Like I said, he he suffers from other health conditions. Right. Add to that the the brutal weight cut. I mean, some it, it's got to be. It's I, I can imagine it's like torture. Yeah, right?
0: man. I mean, it, these these are issues that are compounding each mm-hmm. other, uh, and and making it again, man. You, you, what you don't want to do is, is is risk your health. I mean, you got a life to live here, young man. A lot of potential. Don't hurt yourself. That's yeah, all I will sure.
1: say. I would say take, a break. take yeah. a break. Get yourself checked out. Get yourself figured out. Right. And take a break. Take a, a long, long break until you, you, you're 100%. And you feel like you can get back to it.
0: Absolutely. And man. then,
1: you know, definitely do it at 54 because if, if it's uh, making the weight too, I mean,
0: right. you, probably, you probably have grown the weight class already. Absolutely. So. And that happens. That happens. I mean, we've seen it over and over again. All right, listen, we want to do a quick rundown of some uh, breaking news over the last couple of days. Heck, over the last 24 hours in some cases, uh, some fights being announced and then obviously some fights that maybe will be announced. Uh, So we're going to run through these real quick. Uh, It was announced just the other day, uh, Anthony Joshua, it's official, off again, on again. Well, it's on now, going to be rematching for the second time. We'll be taking on Dillian White uh, August 12th out there uh, in London uh, you know, this is a big fight that on that side of the pond over there. Um, they're saying it's going to do big numbers uh, commercially over there. These two guys are real big over there in Europe. Uh, AJ versus white. What are your thoughts there? The second time uh, to run it back. Well, you know, there's some bad blood
1: according to them from the first fight, sure. you know, there was blood, bad blood leading into it. Uh, for me, the only thing I'm interested in is seeing if AJ still has, you know, it left mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or if he has anything left. You know, I think uh, if he goes life and death with a, uh, Dillian White, who seems to be on his way out. Yeah, if if he struggles or you know goes to war with with someone like him right now, I don't know, man. I don't know that his that he's still an elite fighter. Right. Uh, to me, AJ's gonna have to make a statement in this rematch. I think he's gonna have to get him out of there earlier. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to dominate and show the world, hey, I'm still AJ. Yeah. You know, uh, for White, you know it's a it's a good payday, but to me, he seems on his way out. Yeah. You know, he's taking some punishment. He didn't look that good his last fight either. You know, he's been knocked out. Twice, but you know Fury and then Povetkin. ugly knockouts, ugly knockouts. So I just, I just feel like he's kind of on his way out, and you know this is one final payday. It, it'll do big numbers, but if you're AJ, you need, you need to impress here. I think so. You know, you have, you have to impress. It's not a fight. It's not a rematch that people really have been clamoring for, anyways. So now that we're getting it, you have
0: to impress. You know, it's a fight that I didn't want. Uh I, Honestly, I'll be honest with you. This is not a fight that I was. I'm, I'm even a little bit excited for. Him. Yeah. But it's something you pointed out in our previous conversation that we were talking about this fight. Uh, it's interesting, right? Because yeah. the first time they fought, this was AJ on the come up, AJ undefeated, AJ, this scary guy who was knocking out everybody. Yeah. Uh, and now we're fighting this different version of AJ. This We'll say it post-Ruiz. Yeah. You know what I mean? The post-Ruiz version uh, of AJ. So it will be very interesting to kind of, you know, measure those two performances because you've got, uh, uh, you know, AJ pre Ruiz, AJ post Ruiz, and then Dillian White being where he is in his career. It'll be very interesting to see what the results are for this fight compared to their previous fight. It'll be a good uh, barometer, if you will, to kind of see where AJ's really at.
1: Yeah. And and that, for me, that's the only selling point. You know, I really hope there's a good undercard in this fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, God, please. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's Eddie Hearn. So, I mean, <laughs> well, you can only hope, you know, he put somebody in there, but we'll see somebody from Europe that we never heard about. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. But, <laughs> but you know, I, mean, I that's the only interesting part for me is I want to see what AJ still has.
0: Yeah, me too. I think I think that's something that everybody wants to see. Where is AJ at? Because we know his potential, right? What he could yeah. be. I mean, let me tell you, man, when AJ fought Klitschko, and I get it was Klitschko at the end, but still, it was Klitschko. Yeah. And and he got knocked down got up and fought the way he fought man i was all in on aj uh but he just hasn't for me been the same uh since he ran into andy ruiz jr uh yeah. just hasn't been the same fighter hasn't fought the same has been very tentative and it's so amazing right to see a guy that big and imposing be so tentative i mean i'm not comparing him to like bob Sapp or anything but but i mean you just you know AJ's got all the f- tools in the bag Like believe in it brother You know yeah, what I mean You yeah. got
1: that man You know I mean that's,
0: that's where I stand
1: on it Yeah and that Klitschko fight to me Is what brought heavyweight boxing back Yeah It kind of started this trend Of yes. just big time heavyweight fights But uh, but yeah I mean He's he's in a point right now Where he's going to have to show That he's still One, one of the top, top guys at heavyweight I can't see you getting a fight With Tyson Fury If you struggle with Dillian White now Right You know I can't see you I can't favor you Right For sure You know I can't favor you With Wilder
0: Right you know, uh, so you're going to have to show something you have to still show. You have to show that you're AJ still. Absolutely. I look forward to, uh, to at least finding that out. Even though the fight's not one that I asked for or any of us really asked for, it'll be interesting to be- compare the results. Uh, another fight that I don't know if anybody was asking for this one. You know, I was hoping, Fernando, that when we announced Tyson Fury's next fight, it was going to have significance. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, it does not matter of fact, you know, I hate to do this, but yeah, <laughs> I think the whole boxing world is doing that right now. Yeah, but Tyson Fury is good, has got a match October the 28th, and it's against Francis Ngannou? <laughs> Wait a minute, man, yeah, yeah. the UFC heavyweight champion. Of course, he's left the UFC, so he's technically no longer the champion, but he never lost the title in the UFC. Uh, he's gone to a different promotion now, and I think probably he left in hopes of getting this fight. Yeah, uh, Fernando. Listen, there's a lot of fights out there to be made, I- including, by the way, undisputed heavyweight title fight against Alexander <laughs> Usyk. Yeah, uh, and 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 a lot of other great contenders out there that Tyson Fury could be fighting, but instead he's fighting someone who's not a boxer. Yeah, it, I, I, what's
1: going on here? And before I say anything, I'm, I'm going to say. I'm a fan of Fury. Me too. Uh, Me I think, too. I love the Gypsy King. I think he's one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Yeah, of all time for you know, like, for sure. He's, sure. he's an all time great. But I'm gonna not gonna mince words here. This is a bullshit fight. Yes, it is. It's a bullshit fight. Nobody nobody has to see it. <laughs> nobody wants to see it. We know what's gonna happen. Uh, it just it's very disappointing. You know, I, 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 honestly, I believe Fury should be stripped of the WBC title. You know, the WBC has stripped people for a litany of bullshit reasons <laughs> right. in the past, and I, this would be a perfect reason. You have a good reason here, and I guarantee you they're not going to strip them. They're going to let them keep his belt. I mean,
0: funny enough, uh, the WBC has come out and said that they have granted Fury permission yeah, so they, to do they, this. They, they, right? they like this. So. Yeah, they like this for some reason you know know, if I tear my ACL you know and I say I'll come back and defend the belt you'll strip me right but if I'm gonna take a clown ass fight like this yeah you'll encourage it hey can I say something real quick I want to say something here uh because listen I'm not trying to disrespect Francis Ngannou I think uh as a mixed martial artist he's obviously one of the best um this isn't a mixed martial arts fight this is a boxing match against Tyson Fury um Francis Ngannou has a snowball's chance in hell of even being competitive in this fight. Yeah. Um, at best, at best, he's got a small window of a puncher's chance, and I and I say it's really hard to even say that because that's what Wilder had, and Wilder's a boxer, and he's got yeah. the biggest one punch knockout power of all time, if you ask me. And he couldn't get it done. Yeah. Even when he did land it, Tyson Fury died and rose again from the yeah. dead <laughs> to whoop that ass. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. But so in Ganu, it's not like he's gonna show Fury anything that he hasn't seen before.
1: Yeah, you're taking away all his tools, yeah. you know, and just you know, limiting him to just, you know, boxing. Right. You know, they say he's got the the hardest punch in, in the whole planet or something like that. Sure. You know, but you're gonna have to land that against Fury, yeah. And it's gonna be hard to land you know um, And I,
0: I'd still pick Wilder over that
1: Yeah Just to yeah, be honest with at you At this point yeah, yeah for sure But you know I'll just root for Ngannou Because <laughs> I'm pissed at Fury <laughs> I'm pissed off at Tyson Fury You know I hope he lands a miracle shot You Damn, know man. Something you know Something that puts him on his ass At least or embarrass him go Embarrasses him, him a little go bit teach him a lesson huh You know But uh But yeah I mean I, I do believe he should be stripped Of the WBC title He held up the The biggest fight in heavyweight boxing Which was the fight with Uzik. Um you know and it is my understanding that the big factor and that was fury is what kind of ruined that so so hey man I would say strip it strip him of the belt and let somebody else fight for it because
0: he's not trying to fight real fights right now I mean I hate that listen and and there's a couple of things I got to say here I I just ah because I'm bothered by the fight too but here's the other thing and I've got to admit this and I've got to be honest I've got to be honest you know we say nobody wants to watch it but guess what? everybody's gonna see it everybody's gonna they're gonna make so much money with this fight it's nothing but hype but they're gonna make so much money with this fight it's a money grab it's a money grab and let me tell you something fernando if i'm being honest if i don't if i have a chance to make 100 million dollars in the night by fighting somebody who doesn't pose a threat to me guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make the money for sure i'm gonna get the bag so anybody who's in position to make a significant payday, I think you just got to do it, right? Like, get it while you can. You don't know when these opportunities are going to come. It just, it, it hurts me that we have the potential for so many significant fights that we're not going to get it. So I understand. Mr. Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. Listen, you're one of my favorite fighters to watch. A guy that big who moves that fast and is that skilled, I mean, that's something to behold, man, right? And again, that's kind of why this fight does nothing for me as a boxing fan. It's its a spectacle. Uh, it's a money grab. It has zero significance. There's really no chance of Francis Ngannou having a chance here. But I get that you want to make the money. I understand that. but But, but here's the thing. Tyson Fury... 33-0 with that one draw. Francis Ngannou, 0-0 as yeah. a boxer. Uh, how many KOs have Fury had as a boxer? 24. 24. Ngannou, zero. Yeah. Rounds as a professional boxer. Tyson Fury, 220. Rounds for Francis Ngannou, zero. Tyson Fury, 6'9". Ngannou, 6'4". These are two big guys, but Fury, he's got the advantage. Reach for Fury, 85 inches. Uh, and GANU, 83 He's got the reach advantage He's got the age advantage At 34 years of age And is 36 They're both orthodox What I'm telling you is It ain't gonna be close No No And and and,
1: I, and like you were saying You can't be mad at him You know, the money's there For him to take And, you know, Mayweather Fought McGregor But the only difference I would say is that Mayweather had accomplished Everything that he needed To do at that point He did it at the end of his career Yeah yeah. Like, why not fight Uzzik first Take care of business At heavyweight you know, clean out the division, you know, then you can kind of go out with, with this fight. You know, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. I just feel like when we're at a time where the we can finally have an undisputed heavyweight champion for the first time in I don't know how many years. Yeah.
0: And you take this fight. Let, it, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's say uh, this fight ends up happening. What is it? October? October 28th. Uh, let's say Fury goes out there and does what we know he's going to do. He's going to dominate, yeah. you know, get this guy out of there. Um. What would you say if he announced my next fight is with Alexander Usik for the undisputed heavyweight title? Is all forgiven at that point? Kinda. I mean, because it's the fight that he should have been made. Right. right. It'd be a little bit
1: late, but hope and, and hopefully, you know, everything goes uh, according to plan. <laughs> right. You know, because Usyk's
0: got Daniel and Dubois he's, he's coming got Dubois, up, so and, and, and Dubois again has a puncher's chance. But so you know, we
1: might end up getting Fury and Dubois. You know, you never know. <laughs> Hey, we might get Engano in Dubois. Right, hey!
0: <laughs> I hope we get that now. I'm, I'm pissed now. That's what we're going for. That's what we're going for. Yeah,
1: but uh, you just never know. Uh, but it it should be the the next priority. Like once you take care of this money and you get you make your money, okay, let's take care of the heavyweight division. Yeah, let's have a champion. You know, if not, vacate it, get stripped, let
0: Wilder and Ruiz fight for it. You know. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. Uh, speaking of uh, Wilder and Ruiz, uh, let's just move on here because uh, I could I could go on on that subject for a minute. <laughs> about Wilder Ruiz, uh, they've been kind of going back and forth with each other on social media. you know, I hate it when guys are public on social media with their negotiations because most of the time that equals fight not happening. Yeah. Uh, but Wilder has been very public. Ruiz has kind of fired back. you think these guys are gonna end up fighting each other or not? I would hope so. Um, it's financially, it's
1: not a 5050 fight right you know I, think, I I do believe Wilder's a little bit more of a, of a big star bigger sure. star. So it'd be like a 60-40 for me, a sixty forty split, you know, because Reese still does bring the the Mexican fan base. Oh, yeah. You know, he brings a lot, a big fan base. You know, the first Mexican heavyweight champion, he's going to have, he's going to do numbers. You're going to do numbers with him. I think
0: 60-40 him. is just, but will we get that? I don't know.
1: No, I mean, I think there might be some posturing, yeah. you know, from you know, Andrew Reese Sr. apparently is doing a lot of the negotiations. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, it, I hope they can figure something out because it, it's a really fun fight to make. You know, both 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 guys can end, end the fight, you know, with with any punch. Yeah. You know, Reese has really fast hands, even though Wilder's not giving him credit for that right now. But, <laughs> yeah. but he's got the fastest hands in the, heavy, in the heavyweight division.
0: Yeah, boy. And, you you got to love Deontay yeah. Wilder, man. And Wilder
1: has the biggest equalizer in the history of boxing, man. Absolutely. I mean, it just, he could be losing every second of every round, and he just lands that right hand and the fight's over. The fight's over. You know, ask Luis Ortiz, and,
0: you know. And, and, man, I mean, ask Tyson Fury even, because, yeah. I mean, you know, if he wasn't superhuman, that... He, you know, he would have lost that first fight. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, uh, Deontay Wilder has that power for every second, all the way to the last second of the fight. I mean, even in the twelfth round, he can land that one punch and it is over. It's the biggest one punch power I've ever seen. Um, and then you've got Andy Ruiz. And again, man, Wilder trying not to, you know, knock his knock it knock his credentials down. Listen, man, you can say whatever you want to say, but Andy Ruiz has lightning fast hands for a heavyweight. And he knows how to get his, you know, them to the target. He knows how to land those hands. So I would love to see the fight. (sighs) The back and forth online bothers me, makes me think it's not going to happen. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And if you compare, you
1: know, both of their performances against Ortiz, you know, Wilder was losing. Until he landed his, his money punch and Absolutely Ruiz was actually hurting Ortiz I mean he took some shots too He took he, some big
0: shots He took some big shots But he put him down like what three times I mean he was Yeah I mean he, he hurt him and, so. and, and you know that's what's curious too man I've seen Ruiz take some massive shots Obviously from AJ and from Ortiz I mean Ortiz I think landed his money punch several times And, and didn't even knock Ruiz down Um can Ruiz and that chin possibly hold up to Deontay Wilder's right hand? I I'm just going to put my opinion out there. I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> I don't I mean, think so. You, you
1: know, if he doesn't get all of it, maybe he rocks you here and there and yeah. but uh I don't think he'll he'll survive it. He won't survive it. And and honestly, you know, it's insane that we have to that we uh, to think about it, but it, if if you were game planning for to fight Wilder, you almost want to game plan to get him out of there early. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> get him out of there in the first three, four rounds because
0: yeah, you, you don't,
1: don't want to stick around, you know, to, to get hit by his right hand. It's like... You got to jump on him. I would, I would compare it to, like, if you're in the ocean swimming and you see a shark fin. Right. <laughs> I, I, at what point do you get the fuck out, you know? <laughs> and, and so... And, and, I, and I would say that Deontay Wilder is that shark. Yes. So you don't want to be in there with him too long. You know, you want get to him, get him out of there, <laughs> hurt him, and, uh, hey, you know... Take care of business early because, you know, you just might get caught with that equalizer. And that's what I call his right hand, the equalizer. Absolutely. Because, I
0: mean, he, once he lands it, I mean, it's over. Absolutely. And scorecards don't matter at that point. So, it's, it's so true, man. So, it's so true. He, like you said, he's gonna be, he could be losing every second. And with 10 seconds to go in the 12th round, it's over. And he's, yeah. and he's one of the rare fighters where those losses with
1: Fury really hasn't affected his, his aura because... He's he's literally I would still say he's probably the most dangerous man in boxing. Yeah he, even with those two losses. Like it, right. it has not affected him. Where someone like Mike Tyson, when he lost to Buster Douglas, people might have started thinking, okay, well maybe he's not invincible. Right. He's mortal. This guy here's still dangerous. No, man. You don't want to find out. You don't nobody want, wants I, to Nobody yeah.
0: wants to find out. Nobody wants to test their chin <laughs> against that right handed Deontay Wilder. Believe me. And he can just sneak it in there, man, and and, and again, it's night night. It's curtains. If Wilder lands yeah. that right hand, I hope we get to see that fight. Because hey, the other side of that is if what if Ruiz gets on the inside and starts rocking Wilder, yeah. he, he's he's gonna swarm him. Yeah, right. That, that would be that would be the plan, in my opinion. He's
1: gonna have to press him early. Once you get him on the ropes, throw your, let your combos go because he's got fast hands. Throw an overhand right, throw some left hooks. You know, get fast hands and kind of put him put him out of sorts in a way. Yeah, you know, confuse him a little bit, rattle him a little bit. Maybe you put him down. You know, you know, if he gets up though, you you, <laughs> you have to watch out. You ha- you have to nullify the right hand. Absolutely, basically, absolutely. You're gonna have to nullify the right hand. So you know, maybe you might have to press him, go straight into the mouth of the of the line. But you know, I would I would game
0: plan to to take him out as early as you can. You don't want to risk it with somebody like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Hopefully we get to see the fight. Another fight that we might maybe kind of see, you know, I was I was surprised when they announced that this was being negotiated. I didn't think that this was a fight we would get anytime soon. Uh, David Benavides versus David Morrell. Uh, now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, they were talking like this was a fight that was going to get made. Since then, things have changed. Uh, now we're hearing out of the Benavides camp that maybe Mungia is in line for a fight. Uh I, something something about you know Benavides versus Morell tells me it was too good to be true in the first place. I mean what do you think about the developments here? Yeah, I mean
1: uh, from what I saw that it that they had reached an agreement they were just trying to figure out a date and then you know we find out that you know Benavides wants Mungia which to me you know it's a mistake for Mungia for sure. <laughs> Boy it's a mistake for Benavides too because you you want to pad your record with the big names. You know, you want someone like Morel. You want to, you know, enhance your, your record, your legacy with a big guy, you know, a big name. And so I think he's holding out hope for Canelo in the long run. Mm. And you know what, man, you're probably not going to get him. Mm. I mean, let's let's just face facts. Maybe maybe you do, but right you're not going to get him right now. You know, no, you're not getting them right now. Know, I, I, take take a bit. Take the Morel fight. It's a it's a big fight. The winner sets himself up nicely
0: for an even bigger payday. You know, your value goes up. Is Morel just one of those guys who, at least right now, is just too much risk for reward at this moment? Could be, could be because I mean that's a big risk. Because, Morel is no joke. He's a real deal. Yeah, because even though he has a small record, like was it like eight, no, now
1: seven, right, something like that, something like that. I mean. You lose to a guy like that on paper it's like ah you lost to a guy with that, but he's he's the he's a legitimate fighter. He's a legitimate Cuban uh, prospect who can fight, who throws combinations, can he's knock big you out too. And he's a big he's a big dude for one sixty eight. Yeah, you know I've seen what he's done to a few guys out there, man. He he can hurt you, and it's a it's a it's a big risk. You know, it, I would be very interested in seeing if Benavides can get inside on someone like like,
0: like Morel. It's gonna be a big challenge. So why not take that fight? I mean, I'll be on I'll be honest with you though. Uh, and this is why I was like, are they really making that fight? I just think stylistically it's bad for Benavides. And yeah. listen, Benavides has got a lot going for himself. Yeah. But I just think stylistically, Morel has has got some angles and just kind of the way he lands and, and, and you know, his fighting style might be bad for Benavides, especially because of their equal equality and size. Yeah. And 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 man, Morel is quick. Uh, I just I thought that was a bad matchup, but I was very excited when they started saying it was going to happen because I said, yeah. "Ooh, that's going to be fun." Twenty twenty three, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but now it looks like maybe the Benavides camp. I, at least it looks like it's on their side that they're starting to maybe move away from that matchup, asking for Jaime Munguia. Who, by the way, ah oh, Jaime Munguia. Well, I'm I'm a fan of the guy. I just hate the way that his career has kind of transpired, taken place. Uh, it, Mungia needs a fight too, though. He does. Uh,
1: just not this one. No. Nope. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's a former world champion at 54. You know, they've been babying mm-hmm. him at 160. I don't yeah. think he's fought, you know, anybody uh, of note. Right. But I think Mungia needs to take care of business at 160 with a top guy there. This fight will do nothing for him but get him hurt. You know, he, he's, he's got very weak defense. He's got zero defense. I mean, lackadaisical, to, and that's a compliment right now. Yeah. You know, it's just. There's no way. If you're Oscar De La Hoya, you're telling Benavides to get the fuck away from you hey, right man. Now. Hey, Stay man. <laughs> away from my fighter, man. Yeah, fight someone else. Take mm-hmm. a tune-up. Uh, you know, But it, it seems to me like they're going to let Benavides and Morel marinate a little bit.
0: Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, honestly, listen, a couple years from now, that could be a mega
1: fight. Yeah, so I, I think that could be the direction they're going. They're going to see if they can both get a couple more wins, and they're going to see what Canelo decides to do. Um, I, I'm, I'm still of the mindset that if these guys are looking pretty strong – Canelo and I don't want shit to do with these guys. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just my opinion. Right, you know, right. Don't, don't crucify me for it, but I, I just don't. I I don't see it happening right away, and it's something that you know while they're waiting for Canelo, take some other big fights. Yeah, in. sure. There that's are fights my, that's to my, be made.
0: That's my position, basically. A- absolutely. Listen, there are fights to be made. My hope is, and again, hope. Right. Yeah. My hope is that with this three fight deal, which was what I believe Canelo signed up for with PDC, yeah. he fights Jamel Charlo. Right, we know yeah. that's happening. Maybe he fights Jamal Charlo, yeah. and then maybe, we, maybe, maybe fingers crossed, we get the Benavides fight.
1: Hopefully, so you know, let's let us let us hope let's hope uh, we get that big fight, and uh, and maybe if you're Benavides you're thinking, man, let me take a couple tune ups until you know until that third fight and see if I get the call. Right, you know, maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe that's his mentality. He doesn't want to risk taking a nail before that. Mm-hmm. Could be it. You know, can't fault him for it if that's what it is. But you know, from a fan. Uh, standpoint, you know, you still would want to see him fight somebody at 168, you know. Um, but hey, you know, i, I like to see uh, what Morel's going to do as well. You know, I, I wonder what what route he's going to take. I think their camp still believes the fight will get made, that that uh, Benavides is just posturing and saying mm-hmm. they're not going to fight. But uh, So we'll see. It's going to be interesting uh, for Munguia. You know, don't do it. Stay the hell away from 168. <laughs> you know, uh, i like to see you do something at 160, you know. Do something at 160 first, you know, and
0: and by God, work on your defense, boy, boy. You know, I, I think a good fight with Mungia is Triple G.
1: Yeah, I think I think that it's suitable. at this point in Triple G's, point, G's career, you know. Triple G's on it seems to be on his way out. You know, he's still a tough guy, can give you a, a good test, and I think that fight will tell us where Mungia's at. Mm-hmm. I think that's the fight to make. That's the route that they need to go with Mungia, whether their Golden Boy pulls the trigger or not. I mean, that's up to them. It just seems like they they've been protecting him. Over and over and over again. They're a just, little too much. At this point, you know, what's it going to take to to get a risk on this guy? I mean, he's 42-0, and 0, right? I mean, let's get him a big fight already. You, you got to see if he's going to fly or die, man. Yeah. Now, for Benavidez, one I almost forgot to say, I wouldn't mind seeing him with uh, uh, Surdo Ramirez, the guy that challenged Bivol. Yeah. I know he went up to 75, but, you know, let's do a little catch weight there. Yeah. In the meantime, and, you know, let's, let's make a big fight there with... With Ramirez. That could be interesting. I would like to see that fight
0: for sure. That could be interesting. Well, Fernando, we finally got it done, man. (laughs) Yes, sir. We finally did. And again, I want to thank each of you for uh, joining the conversation once again here today. Talking a little sweet science. Fair ones and fairways. Uh, Like I said, man, more golf content will be coming up at some point, man. But again, this is primarily, you know, our our heart is with the sport of boxing. uh, But there are definitely some tie-ins uh, to golf, that we will be tying in uh, here a little bit down the road. But again, special episode for Crawford Spence coming up in a couple weeks. So I want you to stay tuned for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I look forward to that, man. I can't wait to talk about the fish fry that we got coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were smoking mud, man. I thought we were
1: smoking oh, mud, man. Up, man. Hold on, man. Hey, can't wait for it, man. Uh, a special shout-out to Ivory. can we talk to him down the line. And, yeah. you know, big shout-out to The Butcher. Uh, we'd like to have him down the line, too. I know I know, he, uh, he feels a certain way about this Canelo fight. I can't
0: <laughs> wait to hear his opinion. Uh, big things coming up, man. Hey, big things coming up. Until next time, keep your hands up.